Many people who are trying to reduce their tax bill need to have the correct vehicle in order to reduce their taxes. When I got started, I started out as a W-2 taxpayer. And like many of you, you find out very quickly, there's not a whole lot of write-offs for W-2 taxpayers. So we go down the hurdle of wanting to start a business. But then if you jump over to a business owner, you come to find out that really, you're only able to write off to the extent of business income. You're still not avoiding W-2 income taxes. But then you can look in a little bit deeper into the tax code and you'll find out that real estate provides benefits for all types of taxpayers. And this is what saved me on my taxes. And in today's video, I'm going to go over why you should consider having a rental property on your tax returns to help you reduce your overall tax bill and to build generational wealth. Let's dive in. All right, guys, first things first is I'm a big advocate to having the correct amount of income on the tax return. If you're somebody that's a W-2 taxpayer, I'm cool with that. If you're somebody that's a business owner, I'm cool with that. If you're somebody that wants to become a real estate investor or you already are a real estate investor, I'm cool with that. But one thing I want you to know is every single taxpayer needs to have a certain amount of income on the tax returns to be able to do some of the things that you want to do in this game called life. And one of those things that everybody wants to do in this game called life is buy a home, buy a primary residence. And if you're somebody that wants to buy a primary residence, you probably already know that the mortgage lender is going to be looking down at your tax returns. They want to know how much money do you have on a consistent basis. And if you're somebody that's a business owner, this is even more important for you because business owners have income that fluctuates. We just had COVID, the whole pandemic. There was a lot of business owners that were shut down. So if you're somebody that's trying to buy a house, you need to be able to show two years of tax return. But listen, I'm somebody that's a tax strategist, which means I care about using the tax code to reduce my overall tax bill. And unfortunately, one of the first vehicles I got myself into was the W-2 vehicle. How many of you guys are in that W-2 vehicle yourselves? Because I know you are. And if you're in that W-2 vehicle, you've already come to know what your write-offs are. You see, W-2 taxpayers either have the standard deduction, which is what, 12,950 if you're single? Or they have itemized deductions, which means you need to already be a homeowner and have medical and dental expenses. And plus, you need to give some money to charity in excess of whatever the standard deduction is. So a lot of people are just left in this situation where they're only able to write off their mortgage interest, property taxes, or they're only able to write off their standard deduction. If you're somebody that's like me, you've already gone through the process of maxing out the 401k, you've heard it a million times. Do you get to a point where you're like, dude, there's nothing else I can do. Do I start a business? Is that really gonna help me? I wanna share something with you. Starting a business will not help you save money on your taxes. I don't know why people don't know this, but if you just start a business, you're not gonna save money on your W-2 income taxes unless your business is not performing. How many business owners are not performing well these days and are still keeping their lights on? There's not too many business owners. And the reason why is because if your business is non-performing, your business is actually truly not a business. It's actually viewed as a hobby. And I don't know about you, but if I'm claimed as a hobby on the tax returns, that, that could cause a lot of scrutiny with the IRS because the IRS doesn't like people playing around with tax deductions. And I don't want you playing around with your tax deductions either. If you're watching this video right now and you're thinking, maybe I'll start a business prior to the end of the year to help me save on my W-2 income taxes, that ain't it. And the reason why that's not it is because the government is only going to let you file your tax returns at a $5,000 loss. That's right. When you're starting a business, starting a business means that you have operational costs, you know, cell phones, cameras, whatever it is that you need to start your business. But if you don't get operational, which means you're not making money, you've never turned the lights on, 
the government's only gonna allow for you to write off $5,000 on your tax returns in the first year. And that means anything in excess of that $5,000 is not taken in the following year. It's amortized over the course of 15 years, 15 years. That's a long time. And if you're somebody that's like, dude, I'm trying to avoid W-2 taxes right now, this may not be it for you. Even more so if you're somebody that's starting a business and you have a W-2 income job, really what being a business owner really helps you with is converting those everyday personal expenses, you know, the car, the cell phone, the rent, into business write-offs. So you're saving money, but you're not saving money on taxes. And that's the part that I wanna talk about. I'm all for people going into business to save more money. I'd love for every single person to be able to write off their cell phone, their travel, their car, their meals, and any time they're thinking about making a purchase that could help out with their business, I want that to be a write-off. But you have to realize something. If you start a business, then your goal would be to reduce the tax liability of the business's income, not reduce the tax liability of the W-2 income with the business, because those two things are completely different vehicles. When you sign up to go work for an employer, you've accepted the job role that comes with working for the employer, which means they are in charge of the nature in which you do your business. But when you start your own business, you're in control of the nature in which you do your business, and you're also in control of the expenses for the business. One thing will happen if you are a business that never gets to a place of profit. You will be considered a business that's at a loss. And if you're at a loss for two years in a row, going on your third year being in a loss, you can be audited by the government to be viewed as a hobby business. The reason why the government may view you as a hobby is because they want to be able to see that you are having some sort of economic gain in the marketplace that shows the government that you're trying to get your business off the ground, that you're trying to get to profitable, that you're trying to get to a place where they can collect some tax dollars. But if you're somebody that just starts a business and then you start writing off all of these expenses in the hopes of being able to reduce your W-2 income taxes, you might find out later by that second or third year in business being at a loss that your business is being disallowed and all your expenses are being disallowed because you're viewed as a hobby. I've had multiple situations where customers came to me in that final year and I started looking down at the returns and I realized they had 20, 30, $40,000 in losses year over year without any income. I had to share with them that not only would it be inappropriate for them to continue to run this business the way in which they're running it, that they're at risk of possibly having these previous tax returns audited and being viewed as a hobby which means that if you file tax returns year over year where you are claiming a business at a loss, that means all of those years that you were at a loss where you shouldn't have been, you're gonna have to pay taxes on the difference plus interest and penalty fees. It is a headache and a disaster I don't want you to get into. This is why we need to look at the right vehicles when we're trying to reduce our taxes, especially if we're trying to reduce W-2 income taxes. Part of the reason why real estate helped me reduce my W-2 income taxes is because of my participation in real estate. And what I wanna do right now is spend a little bit more time on talking about how your participation in real estate can make it or break it when it comes to reducing your overall W-2 income taxes. All right, guys, so when it comes to reducing W-2 income taxes with real estate, we have to first understand why real estate investors really don't pay a whole lot of income taxes. And the most important word that I want you to understand, it's on the tip of my tongue, you might already know it, it's depreciation, that's correct. Carlton talks about depreciation a lot on his channel. And I'm going to continue to talk about depreciation. Depreciation is the king of all deduction. It is the gold inside of the tax code. And I like I like gold, man. 
I like being able to win. I like being able to win for my customers with something that is so big like depreciation. If I can turn around and have you rent out your home or a secondary home and convert it into a rental property, I get to write off the entire building's value for you on your tax return. And that ends up being a lot of money on the tax return. When you think about it, most houses that you're buying, you're not gonna buy them by yourself. You're gonna go to the bank, get a business partner who is the bank to buy that house with you. You're gonna put down a down payment, take on a loan and close on that transaction. And when you do so and turn it into a rental property for Carlton, you now get to have the depreciation on the tax returns. And this is what gets me amped up. This is what gets me fired up. If I see that you turned your secondary home or a property that you decided to purchase into an investment property, I can now see how much depreciation you can claim on your tax returns. The depreciation that's important to me is the building's value. So what I do as a tax professional is I'll go online with the information that you share with me, your property address, and I'll pull open the tax history report online to see how much of this property that you bought is dedicated to the building versus how much is dedicated to the land. Because when I am writing off your building on your tax returns, I am writing it off based on the value that's associated to the building, the addition. I cannot write off land on your tax return. So if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go buy land, it's gonna be a great investment. Unless you have a plan to build on that land really fast, it's not a great investment for you, I'll just say that. Unless you're buying land in a really good area and you know the land's gonna appreciate, land is really not gonna help you when it comes to your taxes. So I'm looking at the building structure and how much building you've purchased. Now, when I'm looking at the fact that you've purchased such a big building, leveraging OPM, other people's money, the bank's money, I get excited. But what hurts a lot of taxpayers from being able to offset their W-2 income is taking the basic level of depreciation. How many of you guys want just basic tax write-offs on your tax returns? Well, many tax professionals are just taking the basic depreciation method, which is called straight line depreciation. What this essentially means is that your depreciation on your building is being taken incrementally over the course of 27 and a half years or incrementally over the course of 39 years if you have a commercial property. I don't know about you, that's a long time. Carlton's not gonna wait 27 and a half years or 39 years to receive all of his tax deductions. And many wealthy people would be like, huh, get out of here with waiting that long. And if you're like me, somebody that wants to reduce your W-2 income taxes and you think that reducing your W-2 income taxes will help you get to retirement faster, then you're gonna listen here on this strategy I have for you. There are ways in which you can accelerate depreciation on a rental property to the point where your rental property can cash flow positive money to you, but you're showing on the tax returns that you're at a loss. That's correct. Every year you can have it so where your tax returns show that you're at a loss with real estate, but you're still making cash flow from your tenants from the property. This is the one business inside of the tax code that can perform year over year without being viewed as a hobby to the IRS. And this is why I love real estate. If I go into real estate or if I can get a taxpayer to go into real estate and manage the real estate to a certain level, we can use all of the depreciation from that investment property, the loss that's been created from us accelerating that depreciation instead of waiting 27 and a half years and now offset your W-2 income. 
And more importantly, I'm not just talking to the W-2 taxpayer. I'm talking to you too, 1099 guy, day trader, investor. Because when you convert something that's passive in nature with all of this passive deductions that you're receiving from real estate, and you're able to turn these passive deductions into active deductions, active deductions can offset your active income. Your active forms or income are all the things that you actively do, such as you acting in your business, such as you acting in your W-2 job, or even if you're acting in the markets and you're a day trader. But I want to be able to get you to a place where your losses equal the amount of W-2 income you have so you can avoid 100% of your federal income taxes and maybe even a portion of your state taxes depending on what state you're in. When I started working with real estate investors, I had to learn what's called the passive activity loss rules. What the passive activity loss rules showed me is that it showed me that there are certain taxpayers that will automatically be able to use a certain percentage of losses. If you're somebody that's making less than $100,000, you automatically qualify to claim $25,000 of losses on your tax return year over year. But if you're somebody that's making more than $100,000, it starts to phase out. And if you're making over $150,000 adjusted gross income, guess what? You don't get to claim any of these losses that I'm talking about. So this is when I had to learn more about the tax code. I had to dive in deeper to figure out, are there ways in which I can help other real estate investors who have real estate, even if they have W-2 or 1099 income, how can I get them to offset their W-2 income or their 1099 income with real estate if they're making over $150,000? And the tax code brought me to code section 469. For those who aren't aware, code section 469 goes over the passive activity loss rules. I learned in code section 469 that you can qualify as a real estate professional to be able to use your rental losses and convert them to become those active losses to offset your active forms of income, or you can run a short-term rental business for seven days or less. You see, underneath the tax code section 469, if you're running a short-term rental for an average period of seven days or less, it is not considered a rental activity underneath code section 469, which means you do not have to qualify, become a real estate professional in order to use your losses. Now, I don't want anyone to get lost with these terms a real estate professional, qualify, what does that mean? What I want you to know is that the government has created rules to protect from taxpayers abusing real estate as a tax haven to avoid W-2 income taxes. And one of those rules that they created is the passive activity loss rules. They said, you know what? We're gonna create two different buckets. Passive income is gonna be in one bucket along with passive losses and active income is gonna be in one bucket along with active losses. And if you're in real estate, your real estate losses cannot offset your active income unless you're going over a few different tests. And these tests are the ones that I'm sharing with you guys today. I wanted to make sure that you knew that real estate professionals ability to use their active losses to offset active forms of income because of the nature and how they're spending time in real estate. When you spend more time in real estate than any other person, or you hit 750 hours materially participating in your rental properties, you're at a point where you're converting these passive losses from real estate into active losses that can offset your W-2, your 1099, your crypto, your stock income. But many taxpayers, including myself, we have a hard time showing that we're spending 750 hours and more time than any property managers or anybody managing our own real estate portfolio. 
So I looked to the short-term rental strategy as a means to help out my everyday W-2 taxpayers. When you go down the short-term rental strategy, you don't have to spend 750 hours. You don't have to spend all your time in real estate more than any other thing. So the requirements are far less. Most of my real estate investors who have short-term rentals are actually only spending a hundred hours in the year managing that short-term rental property. And they're still able to benefit from all of the same tax benefits as if they were a real estate professional. So if you're watching this right now and you're following me and you understand depreciation the way I'm telling it to you, you'll come to understand that short-term rentals could be your key. It could be your way out to avoiding W-2 income taxes. And even more so, this could be your way to start your business. This could be your way to build a real estate portfolio that you're proud of, that pays you at the same time, that gives you that cash flow, that also helps you offset your W-2, your working income right now. And if you're somebody that's watching this and you're like, dude, I gotta know a little bit more about this. The short-term rental strategy might be my play. Or maybe if you're somebody that's trying to position yourself as a real estate professional, then I'd encourage you to click on the link below and join Tax Alchemy. Our program, Tax Alchemy, is a complete overview of how to leverage the short-term rental strategy and leverage real estate professional status so you can go ahead and turn your passive losses into active losses to offset your W-2 into 99 income. I am currently coaching hundreds of students inside of Tax Alchemy who all have the same goals as you. How can I get to retirement faster? How can I earn an extra source of income? And how can I avoid more of my W-2 income taxes right now? And all of these people have the same goal. They want to be able to get to retirement faster. They want to have money working for them, and they want to be able to leverage the United States tax system. If that is you and you want to be able to have real estate, but you want to do it in confidence, you want to do it the right way, then I encourage you to click on the link below to learn a little bit more about our training for Tax Alchemy. We currently have open enrollment for the next three weeks, and I look forward to having you inside of that program. To any other members who have found value inside of this video, I'd love for you to do something for me. You don't mind go ahead and like comment subscribe let me know your thoughts about how you're going to avoid your taxes on the w2 or 1099 side and i look forward to helping you build out this whole entire game plan for your business i look forward to seeing you guys on the next video cheers